This week in league, the Knights set to change their name to the Newcastle Not Gilfs in a last-ditch attempt to stop Wayne Bennett from fucking them. Economists from across the globe to study Kalen Ponga, hoping to discover why $1.2 million is worth so much less in Newcastle than the rest of the country. Callous Clint Gutherson cost the Suncorp Stadium groundskeeper his job after shedding so many tears the ground won't need watering for decades. Plus, we look ahead to the second week of the 2020 NRL Final Series. We'll add more this week. Welcome to episode 371 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Before we get started, I'd like to welcome the new listeners. Now, before they have a chance to hear what's going on, and we say something invariably, (laughs) I want them to hear the welcome this time. Because usually the welcome comes immediately after they go, click. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's happening, man? Oh, you know... Just as uh, Penrith have earned themselves a week off, my stress levels have earned themselves a week off. <laughs> so, <laughs> happily looking forward to sitting back and watching the entire round of games that the results really mean fuck all to me. Yeah, I mean, it's really just kind of interest, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to play who you're going to have to play. So, yeah. there's no point in investing any fucking worry into nope. which of the sides it, it may end up being. Nope. But... Uh, and again, whilst I never wish injury on any individual, I do wish injury on mass in both of those games. At least thirty-four <laughs> injuries <laughs> per game. <laughs> no, I don't want the whole squad out because then you get some like mighty ducks underdog fucking like they'll call up the under seventeens or something and they'll beat us. <laughs> yeah, terrible. And that would be fuck. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, news this week. This uh, I, I, I always claim about express episodes and stuff, but guess what, motherfuckers? It's that time of year. Mm. It's that time of year. I'm afraid. Uh, news this week. I struggle with news because a lot of it's just kind of like um, like scuttlebutt and and you know hearsay and things like that. I'm going to leave that Sam Burgess shit alone. I mean, he's he's tried to come back and say it's all like a a malicious fucking propaganda you know, propaganda. Uh, you know, in, in you know, obviously for the, the breakdown of the marriage and you know the the, the AVO thing and the intimidation of the father, etc. But um, and this one is scuttled, but the source is terrible. It's NRL three hundred and sixty, but allegedly David Clemmer was dropped from Brad Fittler's end of season Origin squad, or more to the point, like not selected in the end of season Origin squad, due to how he carried himself upon his recall to last year's outfit, has been claimed. Um, he was not named in Fittler's preliminary group on Sunday, uh, along with Raid Graham, who's probably more, you know, more understandable. Yep. Uh, but apparently on NRL 360, I'm saying it's due to the way he behaved last year. So he's part of the losing side in game one of 2019, had a wrist injury that ruled him out of game two, and he was not included in the 17 for game three and only returned uh, after Tarek Sims was banned. And it's be- his behavior around that time that is uh, been thought to have led to his omission by Fittler this year. Uh, <laughs> once again, remember the sources here, but Kent said that uh, Clement didn't get picked because he carried on like a sour tart last year. 
He didn't get picked. Then he was brought back in. Now, the problem was they sat there and he sulked a bit in camp. One word answers, yes, no, moped around. When the New South Wales Brain Trust sat down this year, they said this isn't like other Origin series because you go into camp for game one and don't go home until after game three. Yep. They sit there and thought, given how he behaved last year, how are we going to get on if he carries on like this if he doesn't get picked in the first game? Then we've got to drag him through games two and three. They don't want negativity affecting the mood in camp. There were plenty of players who missed out on tours because the coach thought, how the hell am I going to deal with it? If one player gets a headache, we've all got to take a Panadol. So. That's actually a surprisingly good analogy for the little fuckwit. Yeah, and, and honestly, just look, the, the the David Klemmer that we see is, weak, is weekly in a ga- in-game situation and just the way that he reacts yeah. to adversity and being challenged. He's got, he 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 just he, he goes crazy. Yes, becomes a penalty machine. Yes, and yeah. So I mean, yeah that that was the story earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were a bunch of people who who were surprised that he wasn't picked. Yep, and just based on numbers, he was you know ahead in a lot of stats that that they yeah, measure for form wise. He hasn't been, he, he hasn't been terrible. He doesn't it doesn't feel like he's ha- he's been up to. He hasn't been. Yeah. But the the two stats that he didn't shine in mm-hmm. were exactly as you suggested. He gives away more penalties yep. than anyone that they've already put in. Yep. Or anyone else that's realistically in contention for it. Yeah. So pretty much any anyone in the game. <laughs> um any origin relevant player in the game. Exactly. Yep. Uh and gets put on his back more often. Yeah, okay. Than anyone that he was competing for a spot against. Yep. Which is important, given this will be an Origin series played under the the new six rules. Again. That's yep. it, and and I think fitness and and conditioning will be yeah. a massive factor. Yeah, agree. So, uh, and this is probably an, an opportune time, and I'm I'm sure most people have read about it, but there's new regulations around Origin this year. Obviously, being a camp mm-hmm. at the end of the year, where they select their twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. I think twenty eight. Yeah to go into origin camp and they are the only people that are allowed to play. Yep. Which is why it's come up that, well, if we take Clemmer in... Yeah. And we don't And he doesn't him, make the 17 for the first game, then yeah. Then you've got... And that's a fucking cancer in your group. Yeah, you've got a grumpy cunt. And that's, and that's going to be so key. I mean, and, and it's going to make the first game so fucking important because... If you could, like, if you can put an absolute, if 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 New South Wales, like hypothetically speaking, in the best case scenario, can do what they did to Queensland in Perth, yeah, if they can do that again, yep, there's no wholesale changes to stop the Correct. head fucking, yeah, exactly. They've just got to fuck it. They've got to wallow in that shit, yeah. for a week, exactly. And then turn around and then cop another one spot on fucking spot on so and, um, you know, and I, I can't see it happening the other way this was Queensland do seem to be starved of of, uh, of healthy talent this year but well talent period and then yeah. a lot of guys that would get picked are injured so, that's it so and they, they're particularly thin in places you know like like centres for example um, on that how many times you know the, and Origin is the Hollywood story of of sport, if there mm-hmm. is ever a sporting event that is that's dying for a fucking underdog story, yes. Um, well, like that, like the one in the you know the, the fatty the, the Super League one, like, yeah. Mm. To this day, I've never actually watched those games. I only listened to them, yeah, okay. Because I was in Japan at the time, so Dad sent me tapes yep. of the Roy and HG, the Roy and HG tapes, yeah, okay. Like he taped off the radio for me, 
and I'm there like, apart from some of the obvious ones like salt and vinegar and, and yeah. stuff like that, I haven't got no fucking idea who half of these cunts are they're referring yeah, to. Exactly. I don't know what the nicknames mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it sounds, it sounds exciting and all, as exciting as a fucking 2-0 game can be. Yeah. But i got no idea who any of these cunts they're referring to are. And and how many times has State of Origin been won or, or had had momentum shift yep. by players wanting a ball more, you know, running mm-hmm. to dive on a loose ball. Yep. And when New South Wales started to turn around that that culture, yep. funnily enough, it was Josh Reynolds that was instrumental yeah. in that. Yep. He was that little fucking terrier mm-hmm. that was on everything and would challenge every single play and would fucking tooth and claw for every centimetre of territory he could get. Yep. The enigma, the enigma that he is. It's what these kids will do Didn't for apply Queensland. the same diligence towards like pregnancy tests and fucking gynecology visits. <laughs> <laughs> and sonograms and shit. <laughs> but man, ball in, ball, loose yeah. ball in origin, he's fucking in there. He, he charged down the doctor when he was trying to give the pap smear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When it came to the, when it came to the you know, feminine feminine medical needs, he was just like Ben Craig is fucking backpedaling. Mm. Um, yeah, so I I don't think that's a massive shock that Clemmer hasn't been picked. Just no, and also you've got these you know the 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 advent of other guys this year like like Junior Polo and fucking yeah. um and like you know RCG and fucking Leota and like you know and guys like this that are much more adapted. You know, statistically, seem to be much more adapted to the style of game that's going to be played under this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I think as long as you can manage his minutes. Yep. I think Junior Paulo is a fucking definite. Yeah. Definite weapon, almost the 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 anti Papali. Yeah. If you want to look at it. Yeah. That exactly. Way. Yeah. Um, with Papali probably being better conditioned at the moment. Yeah. I still like Paulo. I, th- I think I, I think he'll be fine though. RCG, I'm not convinced about at origin level. Yeah. We'll Only see. because what worries me is his ticker. And he's got a little bit of the late game Aaron Woods about him. Jeez, that's very fucking insulting. Little I bit. I, I said a little bit of the late game, as in not, not all the time, and he doesn't <laughs> do it for the first, you know, stint or second stint that he's on. He's come on all right this year, I think. He has. But I don't think he's origin ready. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. Hmm. In Freddie, we trust. Certainly do. He's delivered us. He's delivered us to the to the the threshold of three in a row. Well, the other positive thing, the three Pete, like going going into a camp where you're allowed to take twenty eight, no more. Yep. And then no matter what happens, you have to use those players. You have to field a team with those players. Yep. How great a position in New South Wales in when potentially, right? So for we'll have Kiri and Cleary in the halves, and Cody Walker will be in that squad as well. You yeah, know, without a shadow of but a doubt. We were talking about what do you do about centres? Then you've yeah. got imagine White and Walker. Yeah, because I mean, because that they, that's how they're gonna they're gonna jam White in, into the centres again. That's it for and, sure. And if you can jam White into the centres. Cody Walker's style of gameplay. Yeah, imagine just having like this team of halves. <laughs> but just like this team of fucking giant running sixes. <laughs> and, and, but also like incredible fucking ball skills. Yeah. 
Just putting everyone through every fucking thing. Yeah, it, it's it's something that that I'd often pondered on, and when when talking to people about you know where's the next evolution of the game. Yep. One thing that constantly comes up is a move away from specialist playmakers. Well, th- you think about think about the center position now. It's one of the probably the the least specialized position on the field. At the That's moment. it. Yeah. So if you can jam, and the most dangerous centers yep. are the ones that have the most half-like skills, like yep. those guys that can just drop a ball onto their foot and yep. put something back inside. Yep. Those sorts of guys. Yeah. Fucking eighty nil. Yeah, I mean, because Queen, I mean, Queensland, they, 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 I mean, like what they put Ben Hunt in fucking center then, I guess. Because they'll be going, they'll be rolling with Cherry and Munster for sure, and then yes. Harry Granson is going to be in the squad, and so yes. I would take him over any other Queensland fucking hooker hooker at the moment. Yeah, you know, I mean, Jake Friend will probably be under consideration as well. Yep, you know, once he becomes available, but you know, I think if you're gonna if you're staring down the barrel of a three peat, then why? Yeah, just pull the fucking band aid off and go. Look, Harry Grant's obviously going to be a first grade hooker next year yep let's just install let's install him now he's proven he's well you know yeah only the best hooker in the comp this year and his first fucking year at it so uh yeah interesting times mm. and as long as we win i don't mind how these interesting times fall That's into it. place speaking of the storms melbourne was hit with a ten thousand dollar breach notice for time wasting on tuesday after Saturday's match against Parramatta was halted by the referee under instruction from a Storm trainer, so uh, Suley could be treated for cramp. Um, Ten thousand dollars is a great fucking investment in the future of your club. Yeah. In that year. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars. Exactly. Poc- that's pocket change to the poorest club. Yep. And if that if the I mean the game wasn't close enough that this was a thing. I mean the the from my recollection of it because I haven't actually gone and specifically watched the, the replay. My recollection was he was sort of around halfway, and then by this point the Eels had sort of got it over the other side of the field. Now maybe on the forty. Yeah, like it wasn't like they weren't like no pressing the line or anything Correct. like that. So it wasn't like that, you know, outrageous. But um, you know it. If it had been, if the game had been that close, yeah. If it had been like a, you know, well, it then, then that's a, a wonderful investment in the future of your club yep. in, the, in the competition. Spot on, hundred percent. And it's just, and, and I don't feel like it's, I don't feel like it's cheating per se. It's more like a gamesmanship sort of thing because at the end of the day, the referee has to decide to fucking stop things. Yes. And I, my God, the Cumminses and the way that they have fucking analed the refereeing ranks in yeah. this fucking country. Yeah. And more, like, and there was some Ashley Klein shit going on. Like, motherfuckers just, like, not knowing the rules shit. Yeah. Like, the referee yeah. not, like... Oh. And so, this, so at the end of the day, if these, are, if these are the fucking potato referees you're going to install, yep. then clever clubs, of which the Storm are probably the cleverest, Yep, they can fucking manipulate these feeble-minded now, here's morons. The thing. Is there something that is known to trainers and referees alike, that if trainers give a certain signal, then the referee must, you know, is it like a fucking HIA? If they say something, I, they must stop the game? Because I, I, if not... The trainers, the trainers should signal when it's a serious injury. Okay. Like, <clears throat> now, if the player goes down and they their flailing manifests 
suspicions of an ACL. Yeah. Who is to put the yeah who who is to who is to speculate what the mindset of that of the trainer is at that point? Yeah. If they if they're like they're going into something with no information. Yep. But they see the the, the player rolling around in you know in a position where it looks like it's agony. a certain a certain yep. knee injury. Yep. It's agony. It's a knee. Yep. And like it could be a hamstring cramp yeah, or exactly. a calf cramp. That's but, it. but I mean, you know, when they when there's when there's calf cramps, they're obviously they're saying they're straightening their leg out and they're sort of, you know, yeah. like bending their foot back, you know. But Yeah. So what I'm trying to get out here is I was always under the impression, maybe maybe this is just an old wives' tale I'd heard. Yep. That the referee would wouldn't stop the game. Yep. If a player from the defensive team was down behind the play. The only time they would stop play was if the play was heading towards that player. Yeah. And they could be run over. Yep. And that that's when their team has the ball. Yeah, but then what happened so what happened then is that that people were like, you know, complaining about, you know, why aren't the referees stopping the game when this player's fucking, you know, yeah, down. No, but did so that-, that so that so now so now the situation is the trainer can motion to the referee to stop the game when the doctor needs to come on. Okay. So once again, once again, understandable. Once again, it's still like a it's it's still an honor honor system, really, because mm. you can go through the pantomime of the trainer going, "Fuck, this looks bad." Stop the play, doctor. I think we've got an ACL. Wink. Yeah. And even if it's a neutral doctor, he can come out and then go, "No, nah, no it's no, not it's just fine. a cramp. He's all good." You know, walk it off. And doesn't yeah. you know? But. You, unless you unless you you know can't keep a poker face if you can keep a poker face you can say look look i had like the way the way he was on the ground yeah. and i saw him go down there's an easy fix there's an easy fucking fix if a trainer motions to the referee to stop the game mm-hmm. then that player must be interchanged yeah and it's not an hia interchange because it's not an hia it costs them that's it yeah that's it simple fucking stop that shit real quick that's more of a deterrent yeah. than $10,000 is to the club. Yeah, yeah. You know? I would agree. $10,000. $10,000 is nothing. $10,000 is like your wife going, okay, you can go and fuck as many girls as you want, but the, like they've got to have the same hair color as me. Yeah. You know, it, really? Oh, gee, okay. Damn. <sighs> you mean I've got to go and fuck all those redheads. All right. <laughs> It's a burden. I shoulder. I, I begrudgingly shoulder it. <laughs> I will undertake this arduous task with which you have bestowed upon me. Hmm. Hello, girl from Mad Men. <laughs> what are you doing? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what she'd be doing. <laughs> the things she'd be doing. Filing for a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she'd be she, but she'd be limping to the courthouse. <laughs> oh no, let's go, Nate Burgess. <laughs> uh, Tigers, Tigers. Um, Benji Marshall, who I guess now can speak under under conditions of unemployment. <laughs> Correct. Uh, he's a fan. Allegedly, of of uh, Michael Maguire's tough love coaching style, but fears it may have backfired on the team. Mm. Uh, he's coached the side for the last two years, 
and uh, he's now been given free reign to overhaul the roster as the club power brokers desperately try and turn the merger team into a finals force. He's fallen out with certain players, most notably Ryan Madison, who walked out in the Tigers at the end of last season. Um, Marshall, who's been let go and now faces an uncertain future, says many players don't respond well to the coaching style. From a guy like Madge, who only knows one way of we're going to train as hard as we can, we're going to get as fit as we can, and it doesn't matter what it takes to get to that, we're going to build mental toughness. And I really enjoyed that, Benji said. But I think what's happened now is the generations change, where I think the kids are a little bit different these days, where individually people need different types of training or different types of understanding. Some people don't handle tough love, and understanding that is probably the biggest challenge that Madge is going to have for next year. So is the irony that by chucking fucking tanties... These little millennial cunts are giving Madge their version of tough love because it's basically an ultimatum of if yeah. I don't like what you do, I'll be passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I've got posters on my wall of David Clemmer pulling a grumpy face. <laughs> and that's how I respond to anyone in authority. <laughs> Look. This is not this this is not news for Madge. I mean, it's the reason that you know his demise from the rabbits you know came upon because he was there a his... story like he made a player reschedule his kids' christening because they had to do extras. Yeah, he, and there was and there was something that happened up at up at Rusty's farm, <laughs> up at Nana, up at Nanaglen. Yeah, there's, there's some you know that was like an explosive moment I think in his demise as well. But he he but he just burned that fucking roster out. Yeah. After after achieving the desired result, Correct. mind you, yeah, but uh, and I mean, yeah, and, and, and I guess he did this. Yes, the, the, how do you explain the Tigers started off the season really well? Yep, everything was firing, and then gradually, think yeah, you know, he then he started doing these you know selection bingos where he would you know yeah. like Benji missed a few tackles, so he's oh, out. Someone yep. else is in. Then that, that goes for two weeks. Someone gets injured, swap him in. Oh no, he missed a few tackles. He's out. Benji's back in again. Yep. You know that sort of business, and then they just declined, yeah. if you will. <laughs> I don't make the rules. No, you don't. The universe does. The universe. The laws the universe of physics does. make these rules. We've discussed this. Yep. Um, but <sighs> I think there needs to be a happy ground, a happy middle ground, and. From the sounds of things, what Madge didn't have was advocates within the team. Yep. Tough love's great and can work where the minute someone starts to get pissy about the toughness of the love, senior people or other people they respect can turn around and go, well, you know what? He's not wrong. Same rules apply to all of us. Yep. You can either throw your toys out of the cot, or you can get back in here with the rest of us and and put your nose down. Yeah, and then there's also there's also the other side of where it's, it's like it, you can you can be a tough guy and just drive people. And yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes. But I mean, take the millennial fucking ego and and hardness out of it. But there's also the fact that just different body types and different players are going to require you know have different recovery and conditioning yeah. conditioning requirements. That's it. And you know some, uh, and like you see, look at the way that like say like East and and Storm, you know, like manage loads for for players and yep. and that sort of thing. That's it. You know, you've got to be you've got to have a little bit of flexibility. So I don't know. I think they have to kind of not meet in the middle. I think Madge's way is you know that's that's the way I'd like to see things run, but with 
with some butts though. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like it can't you can't just be like fucking Hitler the entire time because the players will get gassed. Like, <laughs> I mean, this fucking science. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck, we're not Nate Burgess anymore. We're Nate Barnett. <laughs> I didn't say anything about their race. Yeah, neither did he. <laughs> he said a lot. Not according to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he's not here to defend himself now, is he? <laughs> He wasn't there to defend a couple of times on the weekend either. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, here's the thing. I think the first step forward for the majority of clubs is to fuck off player contracts in their current form. Yep. I still hold that the player contracts and the way that they so heavily favour the player are a blight on the skill level and talent pool of the game. Mm-hmm. And if there was the option for clubs to drop players mm-hmm. and have either you know financial advantages to that or, or no financial penalties, yep. then that is incentive enough for the talent pool in our game to go through the roof. You know? Do you get your pissy little millennial who knows that if he doesn't pull his finger out and do this, 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 and this... He's still getting paid. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or he can do a Dugan and tell the coach to go fuck himself and as long as he's good enough, we'll get a gig somewhere else. Yep. Maybe even with the current club paying, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars of his salary to him. Yep. That affects how people behave. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- a big proponent of like performance in- incentives. Yep, and so that a player who massively exceeds the KPIs laid yep. down can enrich themselves massively. And the and the way the NRL would be of use there, and the fucking players' association would be mm-hmm. of use there, is that they would all have independent adjudicators that would make sure that the conditions. Reasonably understood, mm-hmm. reachable and measurable, so that there was no um, grey areas. Yep. But also, with enough leniency, that things like a bad game okay, don't I'll ruin a career. Yeah. Yep. You know, it like it's not fucking hard. No, no, not at all. But imagine a team where okay, here's your, your salary cap, and that's whatever it is, twelve million or ten point nine or whatever the fuck it's going to be next year. And you can go and fill that up, but then based on performance, if you don't have to pay it out, you can carry that through. Yeah. You know? Okay, well, we'll top you up because you've done well and all of a sudden, this yeah. player asking for an increase. Your base has increased because you were, you know, you, yeah. you hit all your KPIs and in That's fact, it. even you know, exceeded even what we would have considered to be like stretch goals. Yep. yep. And then at the end of the year, how, how is that in building form? Where at the end of the year, those teams that make a grand final, or that you know go well into the finals, don't have to worry about losing their best players. Yeah. Or how do we retain these guys? Yep. No, there's money there for that. Yep. Hmm. Oh, I agree. Okay, the recaps for the uh, first week of the finals and the first game on Friday night was the uh, Penrith Panthers twenty nine. 
Defeating the Sydney Roosters 28 at Panthers Stadium, the Panthers' tries came in the uh, form of Mansour, Crichton, and a hat-trick to Nathan Cleary. Uh, four conversions and a field goal also for Cleary. The Roosters, a double to Jamoz. Freddie Lussick, Teddy, and Crichton with tries, four or five conversions to Kyle Flanagan. Um, I would like you to address Nathan now by his formal name. Which is what? Is he whom the year he is of. Yeah, no. Every time you speak of him. No, I don't think I'll do that. Um, fucking nail-biter. I'd forgotten what it, but, a but was it, But was it, though? I had to go back and watch the last 10 minutes on, 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 uh, on fucking delay. Because as the game was reaching its thrilling climax, I think at the time the score was... Fucking what was the score? The Panthers had scored pretty much all their points. So, so they, were, they were up to they were 28 because they hadn't done the field goal. So it was 28, and maybe the Roosters were maybe maybe 16 at this mm-hmm. point. And so the game was you know almost over. Yep. And so I was like, I'm just going to go downstairs to take a slash. So yep. I go downstairs to take a slash, just around the corner there. Oh, you had the Pasco in here, didn't you? I had and fucking Justin fucking Pasco came for a visit. Slithered his way. It in. was dark, so it was only illuminated by the light from upstairs, sort of lighting. Yeah. You know, so I was and and so I just I saw this you know this black squiggle and like with the the boxes you know for my business they're always tied up by these plastic you know yep. black things so so you know and i cut those and i thought oh maybe you know you know someone's brought one it's you know it's blown yeah, out yeah, or, yeah. or the cat or whatever got it and just left one of those things and so i was just i was going to kick it and then i was like looks pretty thick for one of those. <laughs> and i turned the light on it's a fucking snake yes <laughs> sat on the floor inside my house yes fucking justin pasco that dirty cunt and uh, so, so then I'm like, okay. So first thing I do, I take a picture of it, and then I go, uh, I go upstairs and Mrs. I go, so you'll never fucking believe what's downstairs. And she's like, okay, well, what is it? Like a toad again? Because somehow, like a cane toad, can somebody squeeze themselves under the door yeah. and get into the house? That's happened a couple of times. And, I'm actually uh, disappointed that you didn't stay down here and text her and say, "Want me to send you a photo of the biggest snake in the house?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was kind of small, so. <laughs> and I am honest if nothing else. Um, and then, but then by the time I came back down, he's fucking gone. Oh no! And I'm like, oh Christ! What? Why did I fucking leave him out of my sight? And so, but then I just saw under the vanity in the bathroom, I just saw his little fucking tail sticking out. Like, oh, he's retreated up there. That's easy. I'll just get him out of the cupboard. And um, no, found out there's actually like a hidden compartment in the vanity. Ooh. And uh, like about an inch between the the left hand wall of the vanity and the actual wall wall, and so I'm like, okay, well that's yeah you know, that's interesting if I ever need to fucking stash it. <laughs> but um, in in the end, it was that he was he, like he was small. He was smaller than that one that that guy was fucking putting on us at, after the grand final yeah, in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, so he, well, he wasn't a scary fella. He was only, he was only <gasps> Did you little... find the mama? No, okay. no. Um, I was talking. I was talking to a guy. So, like, on the phone, I'm like, "How do? I, how am I going to get this fucking thing out? Like, you know, do I put some food out? I put some food out, and he wasn't interested. I'm like, I'm not fucking sitting up all night. I'm actually falling asleep here, watching the room, trying trying to get him come out so I can grab him. And um, and so I rang up a guy, and he goes, "Yeah, just get your hairdryer, and just fucking." So I just so I just got under the vanity, just blew the hairdryer, in, just dropped straight out. Yeah, yeah, just, I just fucking picked him up. Yeah, put him right. in a, I had a delivery from Super Butcher like that day. Yep. So I had like a, a foam box. So I yep. just fucking chucked him in there, sealed it up, drove down the back where the high school yeah, is yeah, and nice. uh, let him out in the bush down there. Good and stuff. That's the end. But the guy said, I, 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 took, I sent him the picture and he's, and he's like, oh, she's like, 
he's probably like a year old. Yeah. And he's, you know, and um, and I, and I sort of asked about the mother because that was, and he said, oh, they they fucking boot him out straight away. Yeah. Like, okay. They're like. There's no family, so they are Pascos. So they are Pascos. There's no, there's no, there's no familial connection or anything to the, yeah, okay. yeah. and just, uh, just boot, yeah, booted out. So, so now he's down near the high school and uh, yeah. hopefully biting those little cunts. I remember I had to get a snake taken away once. Yeah, and the guy came around and he did it, and he goes, so as as part of the service, like you know, yeah. we've got that one. He goes, as part of the service, I'll check your roof for you. Oh, okay, and I'm like what do you mean because it was a uh an old queenslander yeah he's like well generally um if you live in queensland yeah there's a snake in your roof <laughs> i'm like fucking what he goes this is the way it goes <laughs> so yeah came down there were three of them up there wow not huge and just yeah. little pythons yeah but you know he said it's you know about tree height it's warm. It's dark. It's cozy. Yeah. So, it's just I, like I can only imagine that I must have left the the roller door up longer than usual, and somehow this little guy's come crawling along and going, oh yeah, and going in there and then come through the, under the the door there. Yeah. But um, it's fucking baffling. Still baffling to me. Like I've never seen a snake around here. Nice. Like, so, but yeah, and you know, I don't really care if I see another again. I mean, if it's a little carpet snake, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing here to eat except the dog and the cat, and you know, I'd, yeah, I'd throw the cat at it. And yeah, she's old; she's had a good life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was interesting. So anyway, um, I had to go back and moral story: the game was well and truly over at that point when I went on that little expedition, and then so later, then I had to pull out the fucking the highlights to see what happened to watch in, it, in the yeah. last in the last ten minutes. I'm like, oh well, it actually became somewhat of a game. But even so, it wasn't like. Not really, because it wasn't like it was twenty-eight all and a field goal. Shit. It was like it's the field goal did put him up by seven with no time left. Really, correct. So that, it was kind of it was kind of over by that point. Yeah, there were a couple of things that made it scarier. There was the Panthers of years gone by PTSD, mm-hmm. where where games like that they would yeah. they would have folded. Um, there was the fact that this was a younger team yep and haven't had a challenge like that yep for a long 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 time this year so just through through knowledge and experience you know they did look a little bit out of sorts and somebody mentioned it in the tweets of the show but um they they looked a little bit shaken yeah at the end of that game then you add into that that very often in those situations they were their own worst enemy yep and you get stuff like Naden grabbing the kickoff when it hadn't gone the 10. Yeah. Uh, and I will 100% get on there that referees should know the rules. Fucking players should too. You know, yeah. That, you got to hope that that was a brain snap uh, and that, it, you know, everyone has now had it fucking drilled into them that if the ball has not gone the 10, you can't touch it or it's a penalty yep. to the other team. Um, but apart from that, I was really happy with how they handled the start the Roosters had. That part of it showed the mental toughness of, well, we trust ourselves over 80 minutes. Yeah. There was a lot to like out of this game. There was, you know, we can have a team come at us hard and the Roosters are a quality team. Yeah, and I mean, like the Roosters, remember, were coming off like that 60-point loss. Correct. And, and I think that they actually, in the second half of this game, I think they actually found themselves again. Yes, 
And so I think that going forward, when they get some play, I mean, remember they they didn't have they didn't have Jake Friend there. Yep. I mean, there was some there, there were some omissions that they that they just didn't have with them as well. Yeah, correct. And so I think that I, you know, apart from like losing the game, I don't think they'd be that unhappy. And I feel like they kind of found themselves and redeemed themselves from the week before by the end of that game. So um, the other pleasing thing is, I think that the boys can take a lot out of this that they went up against a final series Roosters. Yeah, you know, that's the defending premiers. Yep. With, you know, a, a lot of those guys are the best in their position in the league. Yep. And they went up against them, and they played their own brand of football, and it came off. Luai was absolutely extraordinary. I, I thought Luai was by far the best player on the yeah. Panthers side. By far, I mean, Cleary, you know, goes into the into the books with three tries, but all of them and the field goal, the glory moment, yeah, all of the yeah, but see, this thing it wasn't locked up; it was just like a sealing the game. Yeah, field. no, it I wasn't, know. It wasn't but I'm saying, like, when when you look at the highlights of yeah, that game, yeah, but I mean, like he was like just falling on the end of those fucking things that were created by yeah, like you know it. by yeah. while your Lou eyes and and people like that. I tell you, the downside for the Panthers, and it's you know they're going to have to deal with the consequences of this next game, like. Kickout's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. He's a fucking idiot. Yep. You know, damaging runner close to the line, and his presence is great because it enables guys like Crichton to fucking, like... To have defenders yeah, to, in two To, to have defenders, like, two guys watching him. And, yep. And, like, all season, you know, Crichton and Mansour have harvested the benefits of that. Correct. But fucking idiot. Like, and, like, he got done He got, he got done for, for one thing, but it was one of many things that were, like five centimetres away from fucking being done for as well. Yeah. Like charging out at guys with a massive swinging arm yeah. and just whizzing past them and swinging the arm so hard that he's almost done a 360, come around and got yeah. him in the back of the head with yeah. it because it was like, just yeah. like, I understand the passion and like he feels he needs to be like an enforcey sort of guy, but holy shit, dude, cool your shit. He, he's also in a forward pack at the moment mm. where, you know, he... He gets a lot of the accolades, yeah. you know, and he's the big name. Yep. But I get the impression distinctly that he doesn't feel like he's earned anything. And yep. by that I mean, there's guys that he's alongside, like Fisher Harris yep. and Martin. Yep. Who's sort of like, yeah, okay, cunt, cool. Go, go on your fucking decoy runs. <laughs> we are the fucking engine of this place. And they <laughs> but are. That, but that is true. Exactly. He's one hundred percent true. Exactly. So I, I feel that there's a little, little. He's trying to play a little bit of tough guy catch up. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. fish is out there, like. But they're not. But they're not tough guys, like in the sense that, like, they're not trying to put shit on people, and you know. No, they're you know, not grubby cunts. Yeah. But they are just legit. They will go at you. They will yeah. pick who they're going to fucking dominate. Yeah. And okay, it's you, and I'm yeah. just coming at you all night. Like it won't you, stop. And just over and over and over. I think one of the biggest the biggest fucking weak points in the Penrith chain is if they get to the grand final and they get and, and the, whoever they're playing just fucking start working on kick out's brain. Yep. And you end up fucking losing because you've we'll be, got twelve guys exactly. on the field. Exactly. We'll like, be a man we'll be a man down yeah. for sixty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and I I hadn't seen it like fully emerge into this game, and I think it's just like the pressure cooker yep. and the hype, you know, hyped yeah. up and everything. And he, yeah, dude, he's just I, got a fucking chill. And here's the thing: I can see his development. Yep. So I'm not, you know, I am mad at you, but I don't know. If you cast your mind back when we had Kikau on one side and Harawiranara, yep, on the other, and it was, and it came out that we were losing Harawiranara. Yep. I put it out there that I would have preferred to lose Kikau and keep him. Yeah. 
not for any sort of schoolgirl shenanigans. Because just imagine the TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more more so because Kikau would fade in and out of games. Yeah. Whereas Haruiranara was there, he was present, he was always on, he was always that effort player. Yep. And I, th- I think Kikau's just come along and he's just trying to stamp a place for himself yeah. in that side. Um, stamp the, a place the problem, on the bench. But... And the problem is, I mean, he's going to find out you know, the week after next, mm. is that as we've seen through the season, sure, Capewell doesn't get players in, like, in two minds and things like that as a decoy runner, but he'll still score all those same tries that Kickout scores. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly same try. Like, exactly. He'll so, fit into the system. So, so, so Kickout needs to cool and, his shit because Capewell ain't ain't trying to take people's heads off. Yeah, exactly like, at all. And this, you know, hopefully it it almost works in reverse. Hopefully, whoever we play in the qualifier just or, sleeps almost, on him. Yes, ignores. I can't imagine that one of the, unless unless you're, you're somehow playing the Eels. I think the other coaches are never going to let. <laughs> Players sleep like that. I don't know. However, Arthur, I mean, you know. Yeah. That's it. No love um, for Brad Arthur. But yeah, again, the the guys dug down when it mattered and, and came back from a tough start. Yep. Clawed their way back into the game. And and in the in the end it turned out it wasn't actually a tough start. It was actually setting the script for every fucking game. Yeah. On the weekend. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's it. On to the tweets. Old one-eyed tiger said rugby league remains undefeated. Quality game to kick off the final series. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Nathan said those who are denying the hashtag Yuri of Cleary are Trump voting anti-vaxxer fucktards that think COVID is a scam. I'm getting a chin implant before the semi-final. Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Shunter said I'm still not convinced. Squeaking out a one-point win against these shit cunts who had 60 put on them the week before. They're going to get exposed in the prelim. And exposed was in all caps. Mitch said, anyone else paint the walls in excitement? Hashtag asking for a friend. Dylan said, does Dylan Edwards have a magnet in his head that only attracts swinging arms? <laughs> Fuck, like, that poor, like, does he just have like a really unlikable face is in he, real life or something? Is he, is, does he, is he like, Six inches taller than he looks, or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, has he got a twin brother that does nothing but going around fucking people's sisters? <laughs> we will never know. No. Uh, Mitch said they've stepped up. Hey, I have to admit, Yeary of Cleary, indeed. Nathan said the Messiah has returned. Put me in a prayer circle. <laughs> Hashtag Yeary of Cleary. Oh, and Ben said, come forth and bask in the radiant glow of the Yuri of Cleary. <laughs> and I will give the final word to our friend and hashtag originator, Fat Harry Lazy. Fuck that guy. Said, are we ready to accept it's the Yuri of Cleary yet? Honestly, that sort of talk should be fucking stamped down real fast. Because when you start calling it three years, three weeks early... Well, it is the it only way. Happen. The only way it's not going to be the year of Cleary is through an NRL conspiracy. Oh, okay, okay, J Robbo, I see where you're going. No, 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 not refs' fault. Like the refs being fucking frittatas. The refs, the, the, the refs would have to, surely have to be part of the conspiracy. Oh no, 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 this goes all the way to the top. Oh, how, okay, how are they going to do it? Lay it out. Then how 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 would this how does this play out? What sort of conspiracy would they 
put on to... Well, the first thing is about who we play. So, okay, so how do they conspire to affect that result? Well, they've already put the Roosters and the Storm on the other side of the draw. Yeah. Ensuring that we make the grand final. Yeah. So well, that's a conspiracy in your benefit. No, because that hurts more to get to the grand final and lose. Oh, I see. Yeah. It yeah. would be an NRL conspiracy because the Panthers really are the people's team, the largest junior development base. And if any other team wins, it's actually the AFL that have been pulling the strings all along. Jesus Christ. As part of their plan to infiltrate Western Sydney, they're keeping the actual proper winners down. Your brain has fucking rotted from your dick. <laughs> The Raiders 32 <laughs> feed the Sharks 20 at GIO uh, Saturday afternoon. The uh, Raiders 32 came through tries to uh, Tarpanay, a double to George Williams, double to Jack White, and Elliot Whitehead with a try. Croker 4 of 6. Sharks 20 tries to the Moot, Blake, Blake Braley and uh, Sione Katoa. Townsend, mm. two conversions, two penalty goals. I was shocked and stunned when the Sharks had managed to navigate themselves to a position of about, what was it, 14-2? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, no, 14-4. Yeah. And, or 46, no, 46, sorry. And I was fucking, I would, could not have been more surprised and I started to think that maybe my words would catch up with me. <laughs> but, alas, my words were bulletproof and indeed true. And what a turnaround just off the bases, like, that was, was it Wade that threw that pass that was intercepted by Oh the the intercept try. Like, he, he sort of went for the he sort of went for the dummy and then went for the pass the second time round. And on the replay, my God, like George Williams was just sitting there like yeah. a fucking cookie monster just waiting yeah. for it. His eyes are lit That's up. It. And uh, wow, what a what a what a key turnaround at a key moment. I must say though, this was the most the beginning of this game. Yep was the most Sharks-like performance, classic Sharks-like performance yeah. that I had seen out of them all year. And Just, even leading up to that, like even leading up to that, I mean, that changed the entire game. I mean, it did. They were still looking great. The, this was that good old-fashioned, um, you know, hello other team, we don't care how you want to play, mm-hmm. this is now a grind. Yep. But, yep, okay, cool, try and do that. No, 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 it's a grind. And we're going to be better at that than you are, and we're going to fucking love every minute of it. And doing it with like without you know key personnel, yeah, like the most key personnel, exactly. You know, so exactly, you know, Rudolph, I thought was great. Um, then for Canberra, there was that weird fucking period where Rapiner just did everything he could to cunt them. Yeah, like he got stripped, and that and that did coincide with the period where Cronulla were ascendant. That's it. Yeah. You know, so Rapina gets stripped. Then I think it was the like the very next set or the yeah, one what after. Did, what did he do? That, he yeah. rushes out of the line, completely fucking misses, yep. and Cronulla score. Yep. You know? Then, from that try, the kickoff goes out on the full. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was just this three or four minute period where it was just fucking brain snap after brain yeah. snap after brain snap. I'm not sure he's got another period like that in him. I fucking hope he doesn't for the sake of Canberra fans and their sanity. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, maybe he was just trying to do too much. I don't know. Raiders were going you know, second half though. It was like they've done this, you know, several times this season, particularly in the tail end of the yep. season, you know, where they've come home super strong in the second half after a somewhat unconvincing first half. Yep. And this second half was, yeah, it, it was very quickly turned around to the point where the game was beyond the, the reach. Of yeah, the exactly. And again, it was White. Yep. You know, White is the fucking driving force behind that attack. Mm-hmm. He is an opportunistic player, as the little fucking tap showed. Uh. Did, have you got a definitive opinion on that? Others oh, on the six again on the penalty call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wade Wade was saying that he was coming over and he called challenge. Yeah. Did the, you? But did you actually hear it though? No. And like the the way I the way I see things these days is when players say something was said, like the game is so fucking mic'd that you can usually hear. Oh, sorry. I um. I didn't hear it, but I also didn't not hear it. And yeah. very obviously, Wade Graham is walking out of the line mm. towards the referee, yelling something at it. And I've yeah. pondered this, and I don't know where I sit. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, yeah, I mean, like there's, okay, first thing is, yes, there's that time period with which you must... Challenge? But, that, but having that time period open, it is kind of at odds of when you're eligible to take a quick tap and go. Yeah. You'd, you'd do it without consultation. I mean, you're further Correct. than 10 metres out, then you can, you can do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. So this is the thing. On one side... It's probably the have... first time it's ever come up. Exactly. And it's probably the it's probably the one scenario that the challenge system doesn't accommodate. And in this year of fucking Rona, when we're trying new things, yep. you know... Did they, do you know if they came down with a ruling or like how they're going to deal with them in the future? I don't. I think the quick... Cause, because if they... If they come down with a ruling in, on the side of Wade Graham, then that means that the quick tap is all you know pretty much dead. As long as you have a challenge, yeah. But it also then. But you can also spend a challenge on some frivolous shit. That's it. Just to prevent that, you know, what yeah. I mean, like to save you, save your line, you know. Exactly. So, um, I yeah, like I said, I, I've pondered this and I don't know where I fell on it. In terms of, is it fucking eat a dick, Wade? Play the whistle. Yeah, or, maybe quick tap just overrides the overrides the the challenge it, period because oh, well, they it's were one saying of those that, that that's not a challengeable penalty. Yeah, okay, well that makes sense. I mean, we saw that we saw that that in the later game as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and is you know, but if he's obviously that far out of the line, screaming challenge, challenge, challenge. Yeah, is there that that sportsmanship side of things where the referees like you know, because how many times does someone go to take a quick tap and the referee stops them? turns to another player that's talking to them and yeah, says, get I mean, back in the line. Generally speaking, though, they do they do stop it when it's like, you know, the players from the attacking team yeah. are, are in front of the guy who wants to take the tap. Yeah, and it's it. usually for those sorts of reasons. Um, interesting to ponder, though. And I'm, I'm very happy to hear other people's thoughts. Mm. Yes, I would like to hear those as well. And, you know, more so from not a fan of either team. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Here's some tweets. Willie Smash said, stunning effort by the Battlers Club. Bravery in the face of adversity. Reveling in the underdog tag. Genuine premiership contenders next year. Up, up. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Mitch said, oh well, that was okay for a rebuild year. I'm off to watch the implosion in the Paris supporters group I troll. <laughs> you know, 
Where the fuck did this thing come from, Sharks fans, that this was a rebuild year for you? It's because they're the worst team in the history of yeah. finals football. That's, that's <sighs> why. So it's actually not a rebuild year. You're just fucking garbage at managing injuries and having any depth. Yep. And you also, you know, go for the fucking quick dick solution thinking that you've won trades. Yep. Blissfully unaware that the the long schlong of fucking father time is slowly slithering up your noose and severing people's hamstrings. Yep. Mitch, also different Mitch, said, as a Sharks fan, I've learned five things this year. One, they're shit cunts. Two, Dugan is an oversized man, baby. Three, Fafita is 76% fat cunt and 14% biscuit. (laughs) Four, it's hard being a Sharks fan. Five, Fuck the Broncos. <laughs> nice. Next up, we have the Melbourne Storm 36 to feed the Parramatta Eels 24 at Suncorp Stadium. The Storms 36 came through tries to uh, Vunivalu, a double to Pappenhausen, Adokar, Bromwich, Brenko, Lee, all the tries, six of six conversions for Cameron Smith. The Eels 24 came through tries to Nathan Brown, Clint Gutherson, Blake Ferguson, Sean Lane, and four of four conversions to Mitch Moses. First thing I would say is that I feel like the Eels put in a performance that's uh, <clears throat> far more like they were earlier in the season. This is, I think, is the most is, is the, the the most Eels like performance based yes. on who they think they are. Yep, that we've seen in in months probably. Yeah, across the board, you know, there there are a couple of teams that went into this probably not in the sort of form. Or that, that people would have said they weren't in the sort of form that they would have liked to have been in. Yep. But I think finals made the, the cream rise to the top. You know, the Roosters is, are now the Roosters again. Yep. And the Eels are now playing that style of football that they were playing when, you know, they were leading the comp for a good yep. period of time. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And then most, yeah, most teams, in, you know, this round did did rise to the occasion. Yeah. But the Storm, though, fucking hell, what a, what a performance from Pappenhausen and Addo Carr. Yeah. When the Eels had raced out, once again, team raced out to a lead, predominantly off the back of just, you know, fuck-ups from Melbourne. Yep. Uh, this this game, more than many, they, they sort of gave them gave them the, the early points. Yes. But those two guys just put, like, every time they touched the ball, they looked dangerous. And they, the, the and just the, bringing the ball back from kicks, it's like, Every time you thought, "Fucking here we go," something's going to happen. Yeah, and it's one of one of the best performances I think from a back three. Obviously, Sully was you know well behind the other two, oh, but but he's also you remember he had like that. Oh, that, that yeah, was, what you, oh, was that would, you a, would you call it a plateau or it was a little bit of a decline, wasn't it? Well, that was like yeah, last year and this year, I would say yeah, yeah, would, yeah. Um, but I mean, it was kind of with the remember that year twenty eighteen. That was a strange year where where the storm were all of a sudden really expansive, and like their attack was way better, way better than it was the year before. Yeah, and then and then it seemed to have gone, you know, fallen back again. And yeah. it's probably you know it's coincides with the you know the departure of Cronk maybe yep. or you know yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that's it. So it's twenty seventeen. Uh, I think. Yep. So yeah, but here's the thing, West Tigers fans. Have you actually watched any of your own team's games and at the, all this year? And the Melbourne Storms games. Because I do not fucking understand 
how you can look at that game and see Josh Adokar and watch West Tigers games and see the gaping fucking holes around David Nofaluma Mm -hmm. that leak fucking more tries than anywhere else on the planet Mm -hmm. and be upset when Melbourne say, okay, we'll give you this guy, but we want that guy. Have Have you even fucking been on Twitter or Facebook and seen Sharks and Panthers fans crapping on at each other about who won the trade when this is the most clear-cut fucking yeah. trade win yeah. in the history of the game. Like, part of it could be, <laughs> right? Part of it could be that you have to give the Melbourne Storm a fucking stat deck signed by your whole club saying that the Storm won the trade and no one would think the Storm won the trade. <laughs> It, and I look, you know, I, I get that the small technicality is there that, okay, yeah, maybe you don't want him on fullback money. Yep. But if the only hitch Fucking is you don't want to give up. Cheese. If the only, if the only impediment to that deal going through yeah. is you don't want to, you don't want to give up Nofaluma. Yeah. You know what? But here's the thing. I have never in my entire life had somebody come to me and say, here is some free money. Yep. I've, or I've never had a situation where here is the situation and the end result is I get money. Yep. I've had some stuff where it's, you know what? If you spend this much money or commit this much money, yep. you will get this much back. Mm-hmm. Or if you put in this much of this thing, you will get more of this thing back. Yep. The same applies with fucking player skills. How you do not want to increase the net talent pool in your club, <laughs> I do not fucking know. Um but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Adokar was the spark of everything for the storm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, he did get caught out that one time. Yeah, being, being, being the spark, he did. He did get caught out. Caught out. You know, being off his wing and yeah. ultimately resulted in, a, in an eels try. That's but it. you know, having said that, I mean, the eels, yeah, they they took advantage of the of the situation very well, and well, they didn't just break away and score a try. I mean, there was plenty of cover across there, and they still managed to get in. You know, he he was the spark. Yeah. You know, he had the touch. He had the power. He had the power, yeah. All <laughs> hell was breaking loose. He was riding the eye of the storm. <laughs> There's some deep cuts for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to their credit, Parramatta, I think, went into this game and and when they burst out that early lead, they got a little bit of swagger about them. And Melbourne were a little bit shook. Yep. But that's what Melbourne do better than anybody else is regroup, regather, and go, ah, okay, fuck. Let's go back to basics. Yep. And they just ended up doing those storm things, frustrating the eels enough. Um, it it got to the stage where you, you could almost see para falling apart. They, just, they lost all patience for it. They lost all... Um, yeah, participation in the contest. Yeah, it was also tough when you have to reshuffle an entire fucking the, backline. Yeah, I mean they lost both their wingers. Um, but you know the the fact that that Melbourne are the sort of team now that go ah oh, okay offloads, fuck they're useful. <laughs> 
because we've got guys like Pappy and, and then the you Fox. Got, and then you've got the Fox and Pappy benefiting from those offloads yeah. and it's pretty much shut the gate at that yeah. point. Like, but you know, in that whole team, yeah. I'm a little bit of an Olin stand. Yeah, well, I mean, he's fucking great too. Yeah. And he's in, in, in a completely different way. Exactly. I mean, the dude like is a, is, a, is a remorseless fucking hitting machine. This is the thing. I, I don't think it's any secret. I love a fucking workhorse. Yep. And I have seen him, like you can see his footy IQ getting bigger this year. Yep. He's making fewer, um, oh shit mistakes. Yep. You know, where, where he's caught out and, oh fuck, no, I shouldn't be here. Yep. Um, yeah, turning into a fucking brilliant centre. But uh, yeah, look, you know, the Eels lost the game, but I think they got, a li- they, I think they'll feel a bit better about the, their, their style of play yep. and they've kind of recaptured what they have, have lost. But the flip side of that is, they're probably going into the, the rest of the season without, uh, you know, maybe without Ferguson and definitely without Sivo. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, a, a side that is fairly heavily reliant on Sivo. Yep. Oh, any side these days. You back mm. three. You know, like, and you said it, the, the back three were the catalyst there for Melbourne. Yep. Um, you know, you look at Penrith and you take out what Mansour and Toto do in terms of starting sets. Yep. You know, any team. You, yep. Your back three is so fucking crucial. Uh, from and the face... But also, there's just the importance of Dylan Brown as well. Is like, yeah. that, that's, that's a large part of the reason why the years yeah, look true. better as well. Yep, that's it. Uh, John from the Facebook group said, both wingers gone, struggling to fill gaps, will limp into next week and probably be dusted. See you in 2021. There you go. Positive, man. Hayden said, King Gutho that. If there's one person I hate more than Cameron Smith, it's him for being such a suki cunt. Yes. Fucking detest suki cunts. Mitchell Greeson said, I hate those purple cheating cunts with every fiber in my being. <laughs> Hashtag purple cunts don't deserve rights. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Stephen said, we were two good kick chasers from causing an upset. Those two tries by the storm off our kicks just back-breaking. I think that is a fairly concise and potentially inaccurate way to describe it. But yeah, the the Storm do have that way of fucking capitalizing on your mistakes Yeah, just at the right time to break your heart. Yep. Christopher said, Suck a dick, Eels. You carried on for more than half the season like you had already won the comp. You get what you deserved. Nice. Sharky Dave said, Melbourne way better than Para, but still behind Penrith. Yes. And uh, as a man who has supported the Sharks, lives in Sydney, but has never attended a Sharks game, I um, I would suggest that he knows everything there is to know about the sport. <laughs> Fantastic work, Sharky Dave. Uh, Lee said, what a superstar Pappenhausen is. No Billy Slater, but fuck, he's good. And uh, Aussie Jack Flash on Twitter said, Bellamy must have threatened a few players' kids. The Storms are firing in the second half. Ha ha. The Rabbitohs 46 defeat the Knights 20 at ANZ Stadium. The Rabbits 46 came in the form of tries to Corey Allen, Cody Walker, Cameron Murray, Damian Cook, a double to AJ and a double to Totola. Uh, five of seven conversions to Reynolds, one from one from Dane Gagai and a penalty goal to Reynolds. The Knights, a double to Hyman Hunt. Hyman Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, that was an accident. Uh, Bradman best another try. Uh, Ponga two conversions and a penalty goal. And Aiden Guerra with the best, possibly the the in history. Yeah. The best retiring forward yeah. goal. Fucking sideline as they come. Yeah. 
and it never looked like missing. He fucking nailed it. Exactly. I mean, usually those courtesy goals are given to retiring forwards. They're dead in front. Yep. But I mean, and and when they're not dead in front, yep, they're just butchered. Yeah. But he fucking nailed it. Amazing. Um, this one's one way traffic, really. I mean, the Knights had it. The, the Knights, as was the script of the weekend, they 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 had a great, they had a yep. bright positive start, and they looked like, oh well, this is the best form of the Knights we're getting in this game. That's it. They've lifted for the finals, and yes. then fucking milkshake merchant. Yes. You'll listen to us one day. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. I'm sure he's. A, I'm, I'm sure there's a. There's a, well, like there's obviously a very good player in there. Possibly a great player in there, but people want to shit on fucking who's it? What's his name? The Tuala out in the wing. Yep. They want to shit on Ponga. Throws the Benji fucking pass. Yeah. To lose possession when they're on attack. Yeah. Deep in attack. Yep. And they're up fourteen nil at that point. I yep. think. And then there's a situation where he doesn't collect the bomb and it sort of touches him, bounces over his head, goes into touch. Yep. From that point on, one-way traffic. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. I'll echo what you said. I know we throw a lot of shit at Kalen Ponga. Mm -hmm. Tongue-in-cheek. The reality is he's been paid on hype. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the modern fullback in the game, how much difference is there in terms of skill set? Now, I just mean skill set. Yep. Between Ponga and Dufty. Yeah. You know, can throw a fucking glorious Harbour Bridge cutout pass. Yep. You know, can put it on the fucking chest of a winger, yep. which is a skill so fucking specialized, you know, that, that it's unthinkable. Yeah. You know, try doing that at fucking half the speed. Do it in your backyard from half the distance. Yeah. Paint a dot on your fence. And then and run as run fast as you can. And try and hit it with a ball. Yeah. It, it's fucking hard. Yep. You know? I'm not trying to take that away. But at 1.2, what does he offer you that's more than somebody like Dufty? Yeah. You know, is it diffusing bombs better than... No. Can't do that. Can't do that. Um, you know, being where he needs to be as a defensive fullback all the fucking time. I saw one of the first two or three tries where he was in frame. Yeah, you know, like there was an there was a, an Alex Johnson one, I think, where where no one else was in frame and he was the only one that actually got a hand on him. Yeah, but there were other ones where he was not even in frame. Yeah, that's like, he wasn't covering at all. So there's there's some work to be done mm-hmm. um, in terms of how he plays his game off the ball. I think. And I think the other negative thing for the club is that what goes along with being a $1.2 million player is starting to get to him because he's a fucking kid. Yep. He is a fucking kid who his entire life has been told how amazing he is. Mm-hmm. Yep, with good reason. He was in rep sides growing up, yep. was the best player in any team he played in You know, as a kid. And now all of a sudden he's got the big money and to play like that in front of everybody, that that does something to your identity. Yeah. You know? So the club need to fix him. Or realistically, you end up with another fucking Ben Hunt on your hands. Yeah. That's the danger to Kalen Ponga. And that would be really fucking sad. Because yep. there is a potentially great player there. You're 100% right. Yeah. Um, 
Souths, on the other hand. But these like his, his mistakes would literally change the entire momentum of the game. Yeah. And Souths, they put 60 on their oldest enemy, mm. top four enemy, mm. the week before. Yep. Their attack is better than it's been in... Like I mean, it was great that year Seabold had him. Yep. But holy fuck, it's great now. Yep. And considering the fact that there's the likes of James Roberts and Latrell Mitchell aren't there... Yeah. It's unfucking believable what they're doing with this with the the players yeah. that they have there at the moment. Yep. Damian Cook, as a New South Wales fan, fucking praise the Lord that he did his little scoot out of dummy half for a try. Origin day, Origin Damian Cook is back. Yes. He fucking he he pretty much <coughs> you know turned the game for them yep. as well. Origin Damian Cook fucking appeared and was just unstoppable. And I mm. I love it when he fucking he goes down with what seems to be a fucking knee injury or a hamstring injury. Yeah. He's limping. He, he, he's punching the ground and then <laughs> and he literally the next time he's in dummy up fucking massive scoot to fucking set him up again unbelievable like and and the, the knights it, it really just showed how far away they are from where they where they think they want to be i mean it showed the gulf between ponger and and you know his contemporaries in the top in the dylan top edwards four. I was, I was thinking, yeah, more like your teddies and whatnot. Um, well, I'll tell you but what. But also, like, the forwards, Dylan, like, you want to see Sour push fucking Clemmer. Yeah. Like, Dylan, that first try to Tola Dylan scored. Edwards gets fucking swinging-armed every fucking week. He's not special, so is Ponger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Dylan Edwards doesn't then go fucking Madeline McCann for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, he still gets in and tries to catch things. <laughs> um, the, the issue with Newcastle is, I think... Their fan base correct they didn't have any more gears to go the best they got during the season Mm -hmm. that was their 2020 max yeah and i don't think that they went into the finals that you know well clearly didn't because they got flogged by the titans week before they they don't think they went in the finals anywhere near the finals at that level they hit it very briefly and yes they've had some injuries yep you know uh, you know that's it is tough you lose a hooker yep you know penrith lost a hooker for multiple games during the year Yep. We didn't lose those games, but they were harder. <laughs> Definitely. So I concede yeah. that they're harder. <laughs> um, but seriously, I, I don't think the Knights had any more gears to go to where the other teams in the top four, the ones who are now actual contenders, they had that finals gear yeah. to go up. Um, and Newcastle will be better for the run next yep. year. But fuck me, if there is one player that I fear in the competition at the moment, yeah. it's Cody fucking Walker. Un- unstoppable at the moment. Yeah. Did, did, did you see that um, Vin Diesel version of Bloodshot? No, I didn't. Is that worth, worth watching? No. But okay. the storyline... <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, did you see that Vin Diesel? Was it worth watching? Universally, no. Hmm. Saving Private Ryan when he was just fucking shoehorned yeah. in, like in a uh, one or all. But yeah, the, the one, the one where he can see in the dark and there's aliens and shit. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was like over- the one. The I thought one that was they- overrated because it was like you know the Australian sort of connection to the film and yeah, yeah. It's like it was like the leftover fucking stunt doubles from Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in this one, he's this superhero that's getting revenge on the guy that murdered his wife. Oh, an original story. But it actually turns out that every time, like, he dies and gets reborn and they replace the memory of his wife getting murdered with a different person doing it. Just the driving. 
That's it. So it's, then it's, he, it's like a like a like a like a sci-fi superhero version of like Memento. That's it, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so he's just going after and just mowing down these kinds. The of person that they thinking. set him on to. Yeah. yeah, but it's almost like every week. Yeah. Wayne Wayne's just told Cody that that somebody in the opposing team <laughs> murdered his wife. <laughs> <laughs> And because he like he picked out Mitchell Pierce in this game, yeah, Mitchell fucking Pierce, ooh, gobs off. He's like clamor as well. Yeah, like, he started gobbing off when they're up like fourteen nil, mm-hmm. or he's, I think he was gobbing off before then, to yep. be honest. But that's when I remember him sparking up the most. Yeah, and Souths were fucking in the dropsies. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, Souths were playing fucking terribly. And it was, and it was not through any sustained pressure from Newcastle either. Yeah. It was they were just playing like Fucking shit and not competing, their, completing their sets. But um, once again, if you can get into Mitchell Pierce and Clemmer's heads, yeah, they fucking they disappear. Yeah, and same for Ponga. Once Ponga threw that 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 shit pass. Yep. And uh, and missed Tuala, and then and you had the um, and he dropped that bomb, and the and the points started flying. He didn't really chime into the yeah until that try at the very very end. Yep. So, uh, yeah, good job. And uh, Wayne, once again, he salted the earth and then he returned and fucked it. Yeah. Interesting one again in this one with our, our dear friend Cummins. He's called six again. Yep. And then played advantage. Yeah. I was under the impression, now again, happy to be proven wrong here because again, these are new rules and yep. these are, you know, there's all first times for everything. I was under the impression that the six again call cancelled out. Was it all advantage? I don't remember the specific instance. Was it? Was it? What? What there caused was, the six again? Close to, close to the try line. I don't remember what he gave the six again for. Like if it had been, for example, if it had been knocked down by a no. Knights defender. No. Then, no, no, okay. no, no. So it was a six, six again for an infringement. So it was one of those six agains. Okay. Yep. And then there was a knock on by Souths. Yeah, usually, I mean, like if someone like you see it all the time where they call six again and and the player doesn't hear they called six again and he's like you know, puts a kick in because yeah. he thinks it's the last tackle or something. You know, there's no tough shit. Yeah, there's no takes yeah. backs. He's on that's you know, it. Yeah. Or even well, they drop it straight after. Like, that's the, it. Like yeah. you call six again and the next play they like before even play ends or, they drop yeah, it. Yeah, drop or get stripped or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a very strange sequence of events. It, Look, it I wish I wrote anything. down. I wish I wrote down all of the situations where Klein and Cummins, where they Gosh. literally didn't know the fucking rules because I can't remember them now. You know, like nearly a week yeah. removed. But at the time, I just remember thinking, "Fuck me!" You, especially like a week after you see Gavin Badger, you know, run out of the game, running the line in a fucking game yeah. to Henry Perinara. Yeah. And then, you know, previously, you know, like, you know, Matt Chechen's supposed to be the best guy. He doesn't get a fucking game all weekend. Yeah. It, and like, you know, when these these pair of cunts fucking run the run the uh, the referee game, so there's no, I haven't heard a single fucking thing. Yeah. You know, criticizing performance of the referees from above or you know demoting anybody. I mean, and there weren't any like massive howlers that were game affecting decisions. But I mean, there was still stuff that was just dumb. There weren't like poor, just like basic, basic poor, yeah. lack of application of the rules. That's it. So, um, in the Facebook group, Anthony said, "With Ponga off with a shoulder, he can finally work on Newcastle's debut album, straight out of credit." Which I think would be 
the second worst thing to come out of Australian hip hop after the Hilltop Hoods. Uh, Isaac said, well, there you have it. Knights crumble under pressure again, but one step at a time and we got the finals. But for now, go the Lakers. There you go. Darren said, that game taught us a couple of things. One, Cummins has no idea what six again means. Two, New South Wales will win Origin simply by bombing Ponga. Three, if Souths hold the ball, they can score points. Four, Panthers were the only side that looked likely out of the whole weekend. Insert the you-know-what hashtag here. Fucking oath. One-eyed tiger. Said Wayne Bennett and fucking the Knights. Name a better duo. Can't. (laughs) Joel. Said not only do my Knights play like garbage, they score on the buzzer to fuck my 29.5 South bet to let me down one last time. Oh, that's fucking painful, man. That's what you get for fucking fucking betting so heavily against your team. Uh, Danny said, should have seen this coming. First finals in seven years, and we play like fucking gronks. Thankfully, the Eels should deal with these cunts next week. Also, Cummins is a fucking dickhead. Yeah, I'm not so sure the Eels have got what it takes to beat Souths. Um, And Devonhead said, I just want to give all the credit to Kalen Ponga, and he added him in here because he's not a fucking coward yep. uh, on such a great game. Really showed the doubt as he's worth all the hype. <laughs> and then tagged us. So hopefully Kalen's listening to the episode this week. And as I said, we ain't mad at you. No. You didn't demand the money. We want the best. We, we, we want That's the, it. Yep. We want the best for the game. Yep. You fucking secret Ranger hype merchant. Okay, previews, two games this week. First semi-final, the Roosters versus the Raiders. The grand final replay from last year. And uh, this one refereed by Ashley Klein, for fuck's sake. Uh. So, the Roosters side, friend returns. SPW returns. Uh, you know, do you really need Sonny Bill? Sonny Bill ain't Sonny Bill no more. Uh, Lussick's <sighs> out of the side. Nat Butcher uh, on the reserves. I just don't, I, I just don't know about... a. High pressure final situation. If Sonny Bill's really, he hasn't. I don't. He hasn't shown he's the guy in no. any of these occasions. The Raiders unchanged from last week's squad. I'm, I'm tipping this as. Uh, I don't want to say you know, jinx them, but a grand final quality match. There's some feeling between these two sides. Yep, history. The Raiders got them earlier in the year. There's the whole six again thing from mm-hmm. last year. And now they actually change the rules so the Raiders have to hear that shit multiple yeah, times a game. that's it. it, it you know, it's, it's sort of how I figure that, that Jesus will feel. <laughs> like, imagine that. He comes back down. And everyone's like wearing the thing that they fucking nailed him to on their neck. He, he finds out that he's, that he's his largest followers... <laughs> Literally, just troll him mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster side still isn't all there, you know, through through the injury crisis, uh, you know, that they've been suffering over the season. But once again, it's a, sl- a slightly improved lineup on the week before, mm-hmm. which is all I can ask for. And 
you know, any side that's got your, you know, your Teddies and your, and your Kiris, they're in great form. Yeah. They yeah, have to be respected. The Raiders most definitely can't, they can't bank on a second half. No. To get them out of a game against the Roosters. No, not at all. The thing I like about this game is that the teams have such different talent profiles. Yep. In that the the Raiders' strength comes from individuals, I feel, like with guys like Papali and guys like White and yep. who are gonna break the game open, you know, with individual acts. Um, Bateman as well. Yep. Who's, you know, been in fine form. Whereas the Roosters whilst you know, they've they've got obviously plenty of individual skill with guys like Tedesco. It's going to be some creative brilliance from somebody like Kiri. Yep. Um, I'm going to tip the Roosters just based on that. Yeah, I'm going to tip the Roosters just just because of the way that they they, they appeared to have found themselves again mm. last week. Like I, they, they I think they were the team with the biggest question mark on them just because of that fucking sixty eight drubbing the week before. I mean, it's it's. It's no way for a top four team to go into the finals, and it's definitely no way for the defending premiers to go into the finals. But um, yeah, I think they, I think they got themselves back. Mm. Um, Jake Friends big in, although oh, I do feel that Freddie Lassick acquitted himself fairly well. Yep. Uh, but at the end of the day, like a kid that's you know played a handful of games is never going to be the yeah yeah know, that's a replacement for an experienced campaigner. Mm-hmm. Um. I would agree as well that uh, I think it's going to be the Roosters, but you know what? I love I love the fact that we've got a final series where the it's not there's not an you know it's not an obvious That's thing it, to pick. Yeah. You know, spot on. The second semi final for the uh, the round the Eels take on the Rabbitohs at uh, Bankwest Stadium. Mm-hmm. Jared Sutton refereeing these fucking. Um, the Eels. Ferguson's been named, but he's still iffy whether he's going to turn up or not. George Jennings comes in to replace Mike Sivo, mm-hmm. and uh, Nukore. He's pretty much gone, isn't he? Oh, he's two weeks suspended, so he's yeah, yeah, back for a grand final if they make it so far. The the Rabbitohs. No inclusions or omissions. However, they've uh, benched Liam Knight and uh, put Sewer on to start. Yeah. Okay. The Rabbitohs were completely the masters of their own destiny last week. And by that, I mean when the game was going against them, it was 100% on the back of their own errors and lack of respect for the ball. Yep. And then when that turned around, it was on them doing the right things at the right time. Um, Para going to this one severely understaffed. And probably smarting a little bit uh, from I don't look at squandering the the start they had against the Roosters. Yeah, I think over the course of eighty minutes, there's too much strike power in the Rabbits. I feel like if it becomes a shootout, the Rabbits have got far more than enough That's points in them to win that. And the other thing is, I mean, like the the Storm like absolutely raped, you know. The, the the wing of um, of Sivo yes. once he was gone. Is it it's too much to ask George Jennings to come in? Yeah. In a in a do yep. or die final. Yep. 
and to develop instant combination in a side that, you know, remember he hasn't played with yeah. almost all season. Yeah, spot on. Because he's been with New Zealand. Um, you know, things like that are going to be um, very easily exploited by rampant motherfuckers like Cody Walker. Yeah. Yeah, to being south, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a question. I mean, Parramatta may find that defence. But, man, I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think that Parramatta can keep it close for a, a long time. Yep. But once players start to get tired, especially their key players in the forwards start to get tired a little bit, Damien Cook starts running amok. Yeah. And if he runs amok at all, then, yeah, you know, everything's going to come off the back of Spot that. Spot on. Okay, what do we got here for the mailbag? First off, we have the tipping. Uh, JBB maintains uh, the uh, the lead on very close differential, actually, uh, over King Kong. And it's the two of them, two-horse race at the moment. Benny89 is uh, in third by himself. Then we've got a bit of a log jam. We go Mrs. Whistle, uh, Daniel Stewart, Warmess, East West Arabian Swamp Echidnas and Jangles, followed by Kane and Nightmare rounding out the top 10. Well um, The mailbag... Chris, says Jay, do you have the same feeling about the 2020 Panthers as you did about the 03 Penrith side? Clearly the best team all year, but written off by experts. Uh, yes, I get the similarities. I certainly do. I don't think Panthers are really being written off by anyone, though. Oh, the, the happy narrative for the, the entire media is that they're too young, they're too inexperienced. Yeah, but like I'm saying like I haven't heard that at all. I haven't seen anyone say that. Well, yeah, by your own admission, you don't listen to any NRL media. Well, I mean, I read the fucking the sites and stuff, though. Yeah, just... And all these headlines, all the headlines... That's why are, you haven't heard it. But all, all the headlines are blowing them. There's no one saying that, like... No, yeah, not at all. Every article is, is, ba- is basically special interest blowing them. The narrative is that they keep winning despite not really supposed to. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a that's a narrative written and propagated in Penrith fan groups. No, not at all. Penrith fan, well, the Penrith fan groups that I'm in are pretty much Jesus fucking Christ. Have you seen our fucking fan groups? <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's every fucking fan yeah. group, to be honest. Um, yeah, I I get it because you're right. Though you know, minor premiers, um, form team going into the first week of the finals, yet still. Yeah, you know, storm of the favourites to win. Um, the the thing where I think that comparison falls down is that in that time we had some amazing on field leadership and seniority. Like you look at that two thousand and three Penrith team, and you had Gower, mm-hmm. you had Gerds out in the centre, you had Luke Prittis at nine. Yep. Uh, either one of those guys could have been the leader of a premiership team in terms of I'll fucking keep everyone together when shit gets tough. Yep. Um, like, you know, the the, the heroics that, that either one of those three showed are worthy of of their own hall of fame. Um, but, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying. Um, but 
this this time I feel it may be a tiny bit justified. Mitch said, uh, can we get a huge happy birthday to the most special member of Twill Nation on his most special day? Of course, I left this one in the mailbag because I wanted to remember doing it on the show, even though we did it on the on the group as well. Happy birthday, Timmy. He goes happy back. Birthday. Goes back a long way. And uh, we love him. And so happy birthday, big fella. Uh, Josh says, uh, will Cam Smith put his grubby tactics away next week when he has 75 points loading? First question. Mm. I think Cam Smith's going to do what he's going to do. I mean, like dangerous throws are just that, you know, yeah. they're, they're often just ac- they're often just accidents of timing and other players involved and things like that. I mean, yep. I don't think he'd get, he'll go in thinking too much about it. Um, like the, the pure physics of it is that Cam Smith really can't lift anyone else on their head and drive them into the turf. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows what that fucking grubby cunt thinks. Yep. Uh, and uh, are you, Jay, are you annoyed that hashtag flick, flick for kick isn't playing next week? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously I'd like him to be playing. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic player. He's an impact player and, and he seems um, you know, made for finals football. But as Nate said, and I agreed with in the game review, he's a fucking loose cunt at the moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is what he needs to help, you know, temper that spirit. He's need to give him a bit of fucking ketamine or something. That's it. Before he, <laughs> before he takes the field next time. Exactly. Just a microdose. Just yes. to take that cunt off him. And Cameron says, I'd like it officially noted that Queensland teams are unbeaten at the end of week one of the finals, so all your blues supporters can eat a dick. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I guess you're unbeaten, but you're unparticipating as well. I mean, yeah, you've got to... You, you've got a 0% loss rate, but you've got a 0% win rate as well. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, and if you're trying to claim Storm as a Queensland team, well, there's <sighs> no, there's no fucking, there's no, there's no, yeah, exactly. Um, that's it. Full time for 371. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, on Twitter, at TWI League, on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Spread the word. Uh, hit the like button. Share the posts around. Uh, help a brother out. Uh, our Facebook community, hashtag Twill Nation. Uh, you can go to Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only three ninety nine a week. And we actually had a fucking review on iTunes and I don't know where I put it oh. but, uh, on Apple Podcasts. So it's fucking yeah, good. Right. Let me try and find it real quickly. So you, do some, you can fill for a minute. While I'm just uh, opening up the podcast app and trying to fucking... Look, I'm good at feeling for a minute. Yeah. Generally gets me into fucking trouble, though. <laughs> what sort of trouble would that be? Oh, with a capital T. <laughs> Maybe I'm the biggest T. <laughs> T cells. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes, because obviously this week you are... HIV positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, I'm trying to do everything I can. You know, and, and I'm really just hoping that the Make-A-Wish Foundation doesn't have age limits. <laughs> and uh, my wish will be to, um, to meet Cameron Smith and James Tedesco. And I'll get them into my hospital bed. And then one after the other, I will rape them and give them both AIDS. <laughs> and so no matter who Penrith meet in the finals, that will be how we overcome the AFL conspiracy to have 
not Penrith win. Okay. Hmm. And I can't find that review, so I'll run it out next week. But thanks for the review. It's not showing up in the store, so I think that that are the the. Uh... Have you been in a different country again? No, I, I feel like that 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 the the service that monitors the reviews and the rankings from all around the world. Yes. I think that it, it may get to them through like some sort of API faster than they, uh, but also it could be it could be from another country too. Gotcha. I did I, when I, I remember when I read it, it didn't really strike me as, as being from a, another country, but um, because it was in English, but uh, it it very well could be. So, cool. Uh, apologies, sir, and uh, we shall uh, hit that one next week. Definitely. That's it. See you next week. Hope we get another. Hope we get. Games as good as last week's games, like two two close encounters that uh you know no one has any you know none of us that either of us have any stake in. Yep. So we can just enjoy the footy. Nice. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.